Sherry's traveling this week. She's visiting her parents in California. Her dad is ill. She's talked about it on the podcast in the past, and she's out there helping out and figuring out, you know, how she can how she can contribute and uh, and help them stay organized and just, uh, there's just so much to take care of when this kind of stuff happens. So, anyways, I am running solo this week, and I want to lend some thoughts on kind of some productivity hacks. I'm, I'm kind of struggling figuring out what to call these, but it's some things that I've learned over the years and how I manage my kind of my to-do list, as well as I think how I manage these intense productive bursts and then stepping away from the computer and, and actually trying to be highly focused and highly productive while I'm working, but to not work that much. To limit it. So I'm going to throw out some, I hate to use hacks because it's so overused, but it's just, it's things that I've learned over the years to help me be more productive in less time. So let's dive in. We plan to talk through the issues faced by startup founders and the people close to them. That overused phrase, work-life balance. It is an amazingly focusing time. This is what we do, you know, aside from our families, this is our whole work life. I am also known as Dr. Wine. You know, this is a little bit non-traditional. A little more zen in the startup life than founder. Those days were a mental struggle. I have been stressed in the past and I know that I will be in the future. A founder and his or her significant other would both get value from the episode. So yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes. I'm basically doing this off the cuff and, and looking at how I have things organized in my flow. And so this this flow, this to-do flow may not work for everyone, but I did want to talk it through. So in essence, in my Chrome browser, which is really where I live, I have uh, a few tabs pinned to the left side. So I have Gmail, I have Trello, and I have my calendar. And those tabs are mostly always open. I do not have any type of notifications for new emails coming through. I do not get pinged on my phone. I do not get pinged in a browser. I also don't have notifications enabled for any type of Facebook stuff or Twitter or anything like that. I believe maybe if someone DMs me on Facebook that I might get a ping, but I, I don't really use Facebook that much, so it doesn't happen often. My belief is that if someone needs to get a hold of me, they should text me or I guess, you know, in this case, Facebook message or WhatsApp or some other direct messaging system. I'm not on Slack anymore, but when I was on Slack, that was really the way I told folks at work to get a hold of me because I believe email should be an asynchronous, asynchronous non-emergency channel in essence. And that's how I used to treat it when I was running development teams is if something was urgent, then I went into Slack and I would, I would group message folks you know, go into a channel or whatever. And if it was not urgent and people could read at their leisure, then that was a, an email to the team. And so all that to say, so while I have the email tab open, when I flip into Trello to start working down my to-do list, I no longer see the email tab. And since it's pinned, it's a tiny little sliver and I don't even see when new emails arrive. And so that's kind of my hack for not being distracted and constantly being sucked back into my inbox. In terms of Trello, that's where I keep my to-do list. And I have a to-do list. I have a, uh, a done list. And that's really it. I, sometimes I break them up into to-do personal and to-do work, depending on if I want to mentally keep those things separate. And there, it's too 
basically lists in the same Trello board and they're right next to each other because I don't like flipping to different Trello boards. Now, my to-do list, I try to keep it to about 20 items or less. I find that when there's more than 20 items in there, I tend to have a lot of junk in there. And this is one hack that I've done over the years is every so often... I will go into my to-do list and I will pull the bottom five or 10 things and I'll really look at them and say, if that's been on here more than a few months, then archive it, get rid of it. You know, sometimes you have these wishful thinking ideas of I'm going to rewrite this book or this blog post, or I'm going to write a blog post about this and I'm going to put it on my to-do list, or I'm going to, I'm going to pitch this organization so I can write an article on their site, or I'm going to, you know, it's these things that sound like good ideas and maybe they are good ideas, but if they haven't crept to the top of my to-do list, I get rid of them. And I'm not scared about losing them because if they're good ideas, they will resurface again. I will be re-reminded at some point and I'll realize, you know what? I never did that. Now I'm going to come and I'm going to put it towards the top of my list. So I often purge my list of things that have just been hanging around for too long that I've never done because if I haven't prioritized them, then they aren't that important. And one thing you can do in Trello is there's an aging setting where you can make things age and they'll go like gray over time. So the grayer they are, the older they are. And that's another indicator that you can start getting rid of, of some stuff at the bottom. Cool part about having the to-do and the done is I know that I tend to be working only on the top of to-do, right? So I don't need a doing. Often there's to-do, doing, and done. If you're working on multiple things at once, that's fine. You ha Having a doing, you know, with two or three things in it is not bad. But I know typically I should be tackling the to-do that's at the top. Right now, the to-do at the top of my Trello board is record an episode of Zen Founder. And that was as of this morning, you know, Sherry and I were going to record remotely. And then, you know, it turns out that she had to basically, t you know, take her dad to the, the hospital or the doctor. And so I just added this to the top of the Trello board, knowing that I needed to get it done urgently, right? It's something that probably needs to happen today or tomorrow. And there was nothing else on the to-do list that, that was more important. And once I'm done recording this and I upload it to uh, you know our editor, I'm going to drag that to-do into the done pile. I'm going to drag it to the top of the done pile. And the cool part, and, and when I say pile, it's just a list in Trello. And the cool part is I can now go back for months and see what I've accomplished. So it's this living list of things that I got done. And I tend to just have kind of a mental model of, of when these things happened. Now, when that done list gets long, when it gets several hundred items, it actually starts slowing down Trello in the browser. It slows down Chrome. So I do every once in a while have to copy it out to a separate board. And then I, I basically delete the whole thing and start over. So it's not like I have a history going back five years, even though I've used Trello for at least that long. But I do have, let's say, six months of, of stuff. So I, I like having that because I can get a sense of when I did things. And I can also, it's kind of cool to flip back through them because I can revisit a few things and say, you know what, I need to do that again, or I need to do that better, or I need to revisit that topic. And in terms of Trello, here's another thing that I've done that has served me well in terms of capturing information when I'm really away from my computer. So like the other day, I was listening to a podcast and it was, it's a podcast I really like called Money for the Rest of Us. I'm a Plus member there and it talked about how some spaces, some segments are overvalued and that he was decreasing the amount of money in this certain sector. 
or really it was an asset class. And I've realized, you know what? I'm overweight that asset class. And I've been thinking for a while, I'm going to, you know, lower that. So now I have a to-do that I have to add to a list. And the same thing happened, you know, I'm at MicroConf, we're talking to some people and someone says, hey, you know, you should really get in touch with so-and-so, or there's this really good audio book that I think you should listen to, or here's a movie I think you should, you should do. Or, you know, I realized I needed to reimburse myself for some MicroConf expenses because I put them on my personal card. So each of these things is something that I don't want to have to keep in my head because it makes me stressed if I don't have it in a place that I know that's captured. And so uh, in any of those situations, I can pull up my phone, pop into Gmail, and I have a contact called Trello. And so as I type in, I type TR and it auto-completes to Trello. And then I just type any of those things, you know, order more printer ink, which I thought of the other day, you know, when I was, I was running and, you know, reimburse myself and blah, blah, blah. And so I can just fire off three emails, one for each of those things, and they go right to the top of my Trello board. And then when I get to the Trello board, now I know I can, you know, when I get back to my desk, I can either reorder them or often, you know, if it's an, like, let's say it's an audiobook I want to listen to or a movie, I'll just grab that title right there. I'll go into Audible, I'll add it to my wish list, or I'll buy it. If it's a movie, I pop into Netflix or Amazon, I add to my watch list. You know, some of these things can get handled very quickly. And with those, you know, I just, I just go do it. Or if it's like sell this much stock and I know exactly how much it is, I'll log into my, you know, my brokerage account at that point and do it. If it's something that I need to analyze, like consider the tax consequences and how much do you want to, you know, downgrade and what day and at what price and all that, then I know that it's going to require more than two or three minutes. And I'm going to kind of lower it on the priority list. I don't know that I'll lower it, but I will, I will move it around accordingly, you know, as to when I have the time to do that. Another thing that I found helpful is every once in a while, like the other day I got mail, physical mail. Can you imagine that? And it was from the California DMV. And so I haven't lived in California in two and a half years. And I was telling them my California license is up for renewal, but I changed my address when I left there. So I have no idea what's up. So I literally take a picture of that, attach it to an email, which really happened. I mean, in Gmail, you can just hit the attach and you just take a picture of it. And then I email it to the Trello board and it goes through as an attachment. And now I have it to do and I have that whole letter attached there as an image. And so if there's a reference number, if there's a number to call or whatever the instructions are, I don't need to be at my desk to do that, right? I could be at a coffee shop. Back when I was working at Drip, I could be at the office. I could be in the other room. I could feasibly just be on my phone, you know, waiting for whatever, waiting for my, my kid to come out of school. And if I look at that Trello item, I now have all the information I need. I also got something from the, you know, what is it? The, the, the city of Minneapolis assessor's office, right? It's the tax assessment for our house. And we just bought a house a few months ago and they had this question. And again, it was this big long letter with all this information. And if I have that in physical form only, then I need to be at my desk and I need to think of it when I'm at my desk. And I hate having to-dos that I look at at the top and say, oh, well, I can't do that because of this dependency. So that's what, and that's another thing, actually, I should, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I never have to-dos on my list that are waiting on something or someone else or something specific to be there. If I need a physical piece of something, then I want a picture of that and I want to attach it to it. If I'm waiting for a particular date, like I can do this next Tuesday, then I, instead of having it in a Trello board, I will go to my calendar. I use 
Google Calendar for this, but you can use any, any calendaring system. And if I can't do this until next Tuesday at 9 a.m., you know, maybe it's selling stock and it, and it becomes a long-term capital gain at this particular date, or maybe, you know, I have a reminder to research this things that are going to be up for auction, but they don't, you know, the, it doesn't even open until next Tuesday. Then I'll go into GCAL, 9 a.m. that day, boom. Then it's a to-do then. And when it pops up on my calendar, if I'm, you know, if I'm right in the middle of something else, I will then transfer it right into Trello because now I can do it. Or if I'm not in the middle of something else, then I'll just do it at the time it's allotted. So that's another thing that I've seen. I, I used to do this and I've seen other people make the mistake of having this to-do list that is not actionable because it's waiting to hear back from someone or it's waiting for a particular date or it's waiting for this external dependency. And then you spend the whole time skimming through your to-do list, trying to find things you can work on where everything on your to-do list should be something you can work on. Speaking of dependencies, in terms of, let's say I'm waiting to hear back from XYZ person before I can do this thing. And, and I want there to be a touch point of like, if they don't get back to me, I have to take action. I don't want that in my Trello board because I don't want to sit there and look at it every time. It stresses me out. I haven't heard back. I haven't heard back. I haven't heard back. What I do there is typically I'm communicating via email. And so I'll send the email and then I use Boomerang, which is, a, I think it's five bucks a month maybe, to essentially return to my inbox if no one replies. And so I'll return it in, let's say, five days or seven days or two weeks or whatever if I don't hear back. And then it automatically comes back into my inbox and I know that they didn't respond and I'll ping them again. Hey, you know, I noticed you didn't respond in the last two weeks, still looking to move this forward. You know, what do you think? So it's getting that, I, you know, as I'm talking this through, because I've never, I've never documented this and I've never like, you know, spoken about this. This literally is just me thinking through these, these kind of rules I've come up with for myself that have streamlined my to-do list because I used to have these a ridiculously long and complicated to-do list, to-do lists with external dependencies that, that I didn't know how to handle. And so it made, it just was overwhelming to have 50 or hundred things and not know who was supposed to be getting back to me about what, when, and try to keep all that in my head. Now, when I look at my to-do list, it literally is, I can go from the top to the bottom and, and assuming I'm in the headspace to do it, I can just, you know, I can do these things. Another hack that I've used is now and again, someone will email me or I'll stumble upon a link to, let's say, a medium post that's pretty long, 4,000, 6,000 words, but I, th I think that I should read it. A, I am very picky about what I consume. I don't just go through Hacker News and, and you know, have 20 articles that I want to read and then like stuff them into a read later folder that I never come back to. I know folks that do that. I will probably pick one or two things a week, longer form that I'm going to read. And so I'm pretty picky about it up front, right? I'm trying to really control my time. And those things go into a Trello board, right? Same Trello board. And, and I will say, read this, and I'll just have the URL in there. And I know that when I get to that point, if I'm on my phone, that's a great time to do it, right? If I'm just waiting, again, waiting for you know a kid to come out of school or waiting at a doctor's office or whatever, that's a really good time to do some consumption because I can do it easily on my phone. But I, I put them in there so it's that same workflow. I don't have 27 inboxes. I literally have my, my Gmail inbox and I have my Trello inbox and that's it. Let's say someone were to send me a Voxer and it included a to-do that was like, hey, you need to wire this person some money or you need to investigate this. I would email myself or enter it right into Trello because I want that to be the single source of truth. Me processing that Voxer once it's listened to and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to think about this. I put think about this in Trello because I never want to have to come back to Voxer as 
as an actual organizing mechanism. Obviously, it's an input, you know, much like if someone were to Facebook message me or someone were to hit me with a Slack or whatever. These are all inputs to me, but I don't want any of them to be my inboxes, right? Or my my list of things that I return to. I want to be able to protect that list. I guard my, you know, my to-do list pretty heavily. And I want to be able to reorder things, right? So that, you know, I can keep an order. And I want to be able to keep that list, as I said, down to 15 or 20 things so that I can really skim the whole thing. And kind of, it's easier to prioritize 15 things when you can read through them all and really get a priority in your head. When you have a hundred things and you're trying to prioritize, I've been there. It's really hard. The last thing I'll say before we wrap up this episode is at one point I tried to be an inbox zero person and I've realized that I just don't think that's something that I can maintain. I've really never maintained it. I do get a lot of emails. I get a hundred and between a hundred and a hundred and twenty a day and kind of have for years. At any given time, my inbox, you know, if I'm not on vacation, my inbox tends to have, I'd say between five and 30 kind of unread emails. I mean, even if I, if I skim them or if I read them, I will mark them as unread again and then, and then revisit. And that's not a good habit. Um, realistically, you're only supposed to process things once, but I do have a small inbox. I don't have thousands of, you know, of unread things. But one thing that I've realized is A, I do email so much better when I batch it and sit down. I typically turn on loud music. I get a little caffeinated and then I run through all the emails at once and I get in this flow of just being kind of ruthless about it. You know, it's like, I'm either going to do a long reply. I'm going to archive this. I'm going to add something to my to-do list. I'm going to, I don't know. There's, there's certain things that I think that if I need to think about something for a long time that someone is posing in an email, I need to decide, A, is this worth thinking about? You know, is this some, is someone putting a to-do list on my, on my list that I don't want? Or if this is going to help me or if I have a tough decision to make, I will often kind of take that and put it in the Trello board of like, think through this decision based on this email so that it's there in this other place. You know, I don't like my email inbox to be truly my, my to-do list. But this other hack that I came up with is there's, there's a way to have a label in Gmail, which could be a folder in Outlook or whatever, but I call it underscore this week. And I put it, the underscore so that it rises to the top of the label, you know, of the list of labels. But what I do there is stuff that I know that I want to do this week, but that isn't super critical. So sometimes it's an invitation to get together with someone and it's not super high priority, but I do, you know, it's like, yeah, let's have coffee or let's, you know, have a Zoom chat. Or it might be, you know, a member of some forums like Founder Cafe, you know, a couple, a couple other things. So I might... Uh, have those notifications go into this week, or even you know if I'm kickstarting, if I'm backing things on Kickstarter, and I get the the thing that says, "Hey, we have your PDF of this game that you backed," and you and I know that I want to read it at some point, and realistically, I'm going to download it and put it into my I have a things to read folder in Dropbox, but I don't really want to do that now. Like I stuff it into this week, and then I have a calendar event that's 30 minutes, and it's once a week. And, you know, typically it used to be Thursday morning at 11, but I record a podcast now. So it's like Thursday at noon or or 1230 or something. And when that goes off, I jump into this week folder. And typically there's, you know, there's quite a few things. I mean, there can be 20, 30 things in there. And I, I can hammer through those so fast because it's all batched. And while it's things that I know that I want to respond to, it's so much easier for me to, to just get them done in a batch. And so that's been a nice, fun hack that, uh, that I've used for my inbox. And so that wraps up this week's episode of my productivity tips, hacks, and, and other annoying names for these things. But I hope that was helpful. I hope that gave you some, you know, even if it only gave you one or two ways that you feel like you could improve your process, 
I hope that this episode was helpful and that we can be back next week with our normally scheduled programming. Thanks for listening to this episode of Zen Founder. Our theme song is A New Beginning by bensound.com, used under Creative Commons.